Crohn's own. My name is Annie Conboy and I'm a medium and psychic who would like to take you through a journey with information about the intuitive world. In this podcast, I'd like to talk about one-upmanship the one up and one down of our lives and the way in which we become accustomed to seeing ourselves as either one up or one down. I want to discuss this important pattern because it has a huge impact on how we express our humanity and even more and on how we practice and express our spirituality. I didn't realise, particularly, that I was living in a one-up, one-down world. I was just living in a world that seemed to have those who had and those who didn't. But in this world, I kept getting told That if I worked hard, if I applied myself, if I pleased as many people as possible, I would end up with having rather than not having. I think that it fostered an automatic preset in me to look at the lack in my life rather than to look at the positive of what I'd got. Even though I am a positive person and I try to be optimistic or I find myself being optimistic, even in the darkest times looking for the silver lining. That seems to be my natural preset, but overlaying it from the energy that surrounded me as a child and as a young adult, emerged a sense of lack. I didn't really tackle this and look at it closely for many, many years. I continued to chase a dream of abundance, an idea that I would be one up at some point. And it wasn't until... I met with my spirit guides and started to learn about the intuitive world that I began to understand that maybe my worldview was the limitation on me that was holding me back. I began to examine the attitudes that we have seemingly, apparently, quite naturally to them and us. My guides made me aware that I had judgments about my world that either placed me above others or below others and that those judgments, more often than not, found me lacking in some respect. It was always me who was one down. However, this became very interesting to me when I started to connect with what I would have considered the higher guides, the ascended masters and the angels, the 
the the beings who seem to be so far out of our reach that you had to be somebody very special in order to interact with them. Of course, they were very gentle with me. Uh, when I was doing the why me, why are you connecting with me? They were just saying, because we want to connect with you. So that in itself was a little bit of a puzzle because I kept telling myself, well, I'm nobody special. <laughs> why would these... Uh, beautiful beings uh, that everybody talks about actually want to interact with me. But I was in for a lesson with these guides. I was uh, encouraged to address within me the uh, ideas of lack. And I will be doing another podcast about lack and the lack mentality that holds us back. But as I was doing this work, it dawned on me that some people naturally assumed that they were better than others. And some people naturally assumed that they were less than others. And that fascinated me. And it has its roots in uh, something that is is a bit of a talking point at the moment, and that's patriarchy. <clears throat> the idea that the world is shaped <clears throat> by those who have the power. And the world is shaped mostly by the men who have the power, and most of those men are white men. And what has uh, arisen is a situation where men rule the world without proper recognition of the other half of the human population. My guides kind of held me up when I <laughs> um, kind of questioned this and wondered, well, how on earth could I ever, ever do anything <clears throat> to combat this if I was always in some way one down from being a woman. They held me up when I argued with them. Um, how can it be like this down here? Why have we created this situation? Why do we follow with one up, one down? And they very gently explained to me that this is not how it is in the other world. There's no sense of them in us. There's no ideology that says I'm better than you. In the other world, the place we go to when we die, there is a pure sense of equal. Uh, that each consciousness has a space and a place and a contribution to make to the greatest good. So I did have a little bit of a, a, a <laughs> I'd probably call it a rant, uh, with the idea that we were excluded from that here and that what we've got is a situation where every day in thousands of ways the idea of one up, one down is reinforced. The idea that women can't do certain jobs the idea that people of colour have no culture and 
wisdom that is uh, worth the same as the um, superior people. Um, we encounter it within ourselves. That's the worst part. We put ourselves down because we, we don't fit into the one-up club. And it, it brought me to think about who enforces the rules? Who, who lets this continue? And why is it let continue? And it struck me that in the masculine flow of energy is a very strong drive to make it so. That's the purpose of the masculine energy. Now, that doesn't mean that it's only men. What it means is that all of us who have, all of us have got masculine and feminine energy flowing through us. We are a duality. It means that if we choose to live in our masculine en energy, what we, we may find is that we've stepped into making it so, bringing the world into the shape we hope it should be in without any consideration of the consequences that might have for others. A kind of misguided, uh, I'm going to steer this ship because I know best <laughs> kind of approach. And that does happen. Masculinity, the idea of bringing all of the creative flow into the world to make it real, is now locked on and only my version of real is any good. So what it leads to is a sense of competition. I have to make it my way. Not the way that's good for everybody, but the way that I feel it's good for everybody. And if you don't agree with my way, then what I will do is I will call you a them and I will fight with you because I'm an us. It leads us to step into aggression and aggressive energy. And it leads us then into violence and war. And it's remembering that that energy, that masculine energy, the divine masculine, can be there in women as well. In, in, in everybody, in people of colour, of all sorts. Um, I don't even like using the term people of colour um, because we're all the, the same under the skin. It's recognising that one-upmanship exists in us all if we don't look after that real masculine make-it-so-flow and use it in the best way for the greater good. So we have in the outer world some extreme examples of this idea that I know the best way to make it happen. I know the best way for everybody. And because you don't know, you don't have a voice and you have to be one down to me. I'm the one up, you're the one down. I've seen it, particularly in little boys 
who don't even know what they're doing is competition, but who have somehow picked up the energy of what masculine represents and are busy going, I want it my way, not everybody's way. It's, it's an insidious energy. It's a perversion of energy in a way. It's, it's energy that isn't being expressed in its best possible expression. And it's caused me to think very deeply about how we deal with this. How do we come back from the one up, one down? How do we stop playing this game? When I started to recognise and have this debate with myself and my guides, I wanted to just withdraw from the world. I, I couldn't see a way through how to stop that one up, one down in me. Because that's where it really starts, dealing with it in yourself. I was helped to see from my guides that what I needed to work on was my own sense of judgment and my own sense of entitlement. Um, to work on thinking about, is this taking from others something that is unnecessary for me? And we do that all the time. We allocate our resources, if you look on it globally, we allocate resources to those who have most already. We don't provide for those who have little, for those who are in lack. We, we tell them to work hard and tell them to do whatever we did to get to where they, you know, where one-upmanship is. But we still play the one-up, one-down game. We even play it in the spiritual world. We look for gurus and teachers and masters and we put them on a pedestal and we say, oh, you are better than me. I'll never be as good as you and how grateful I am that you choose to work with me. No true spiritual leader needs a pedestal. No true spiritual leader, leader needs followers. No spiritual leader is playing the one up one down game but that's the hard bit how to move from from the inner one up one down so that you don't manifest it and play it in the outer world so that your energy is a beautiful flow between creating and making so for me the first step was to recognize that competition is actually exhibiting one up one down competition with others let me be very specific when you compete with others what you're saying is either i am better or i am worse when you compete with yourself that's a different thing you are helping yourself to push yourself forward to be the best you can be very different very very different thing so spiritual people who are working on equal level actually work from a place of pushing themselves through gentle inner competition. Can I do better? Can I be a better me every day? Those who are trying to 
push that they should be noticed more or that they're not good enough um any anything any deviation from the inner competition into outer competition is actually this one up one down in operation so i don't advocate removing competition it is a healthy thing to do within yourself but i do advocate looking long and hard at if you compete with others because it's very subtle the idea that we're either one up or one down seems to be woven into our energy from from the get-go so we have to root it out we have to actually stand back and say why would i do anything that is competitive in the outer world because all it's doing is reinforcing this one up one down game i have to say to you it's not very easy there are lots of ways in which we assume some sort of privilege. Um, I used to really like a phrase, therefore, by the grace of God go I. It was often applied when you saw somebody who was more unfortunate than you were. And it was supposed to be that you then were charitable and kind and compassionate. However, it's a little bit of a... Um, trap because you're reminding yourself that i'm better i'm i'm up they're down um it, it's it's a <laughs> it's like this the subtle bits of language that we use towards one another to keep that in place i'm the expert i've got the expert knowledge um you're you're only the beginner um, teachers use it all the time, bless them. Uh, teachers put that, that expert, doctors are the same. And yes, there is knowledge that brings and experience that brings expertise. But sometimes that expertise spills over into other walks of life, not the, the part of your life that you are the expert. So for me, when the guides brought me this game that we play endlessly and asked me to think about whether I wanted to continue to play this game there was a long period of soul searching and a long period of trying to address my thoughts my feelings my language how I spoke about myself how I spoke about others how to say the truth and live by the truth from of my truth without imposing the idea that everybody else had to believe my truth it is interesting to live in an intuitive world that some people are insistent doesn't exist i'm not out to convert them i'm i'm not interested in um, explaining I'm only interested in this is my truth please listen because I have an intuitive world does not make me any better worse or anything than anybody else but it is my lived experience and I guess for me 
That helped me to step out of the one up, one down game. Trying to live uh, as a person who um, felt the one up, one down energy and decided to reject it. Of course, when you move to a different position, when you move to um, an equal position, you still get caught now and again with circumstances when you drift a little into feeling like you're back in the game. Um, I find it interesting when I'm asked for my opinion and I give my honest opinion, people will then try to persuade me not to have that opinion or I will try to explain me to me, <laughs> which I find really funny. Um, because at the end of the day, they're still playing a the game. They're still looking to be one up or one down. There's a reassurance in that pattern, kind of putting ourselves in a, a hierarchy that says some are more valuable than others. And that's what the spirit world really want us to recognise. Our guides need us to understand that every single person on this planet is valuable. Every single unique being has something to contribute some talent and ability and while we continue to play the one up one down game what we end up doing is squashing those who feel one down at the expense of bumping up those who want to feel one up we do this a lot <clears throat> in the way in which we let ourselves be governed and the way in which we interact together. And to break this chain, to end this game, we're in the middle of an ascension process. Uh, I should say, <laughs> I've got a guide on my shoulder saying, it's the middle of the beginning of the ascension process because the process will take some time. But we are being asked to identify this deep, deep energy that we hold that is manifested as one up, one down. And it's fear. It's an energy of fear. The game is an outpouring of fear. Fear of not having enough. Desperately scrabbling day in, day out to get more because if, there might come a day when we don't have enough. Again, underpinning it is the idea of lack. And we base this game on the idea of finance or money. Money is a distorting energy. But we play this game in order to feel like we've got more of that, not less of it. Because money has come to mean power, status. We respect those who have money more than we respect those who don't have money. And that's, to the spirit world, a bit cockeyed. <laughs> because everybody is of value and money isn't the value. The value is love. 
Do we choose people who have a great capacity for love? And why don't we choose those people to be the ones helping us make it so? We're busy making so an environment to live in that is all about finance, money and lack. Those aren't the right values and they're certainly not spiritual values. So every person waking up to the intuitive world is going to be asked to choose whether they play the one-up-one-down game or whether they can let it go, whether we can surrender to the idea that we've got enough, that we have everything we need and always will have if we let the distortions go out of the system, if we work from a place of equality and understand that all contributions end up being equal. No one contributes more, no one contributes less. That's the game, one up, one down, that you don't contribute enough to be one up. And yet, our greatest contribution to our children and our children's children's children is heavily undervalued because the people who get to have the children and look after the children mostly are the half of the human population who are considered to be one down. And I've always found that very bizarre <clears throat> that we put our most precious thing, our future, in the hands of people considered to be not good enough, not capable enough. How twisted has this one up, one down game got us? And we pass that on to our children. So when it's their turn to make it so, to bring the creative energy into manifesting a good world, they are still going to be manifesting one up, one down. The guides think we should stop that. I think we should stop that. I took a conscious decision, made a choice to step out of one up, one down. I still battle with that inner self sometimes who has these odd moments of I'm not good enough or maybe I'm better than them of comparison and wanting to leap into competition. It's not an easy journey. It's not an easy journey when everywhere around you is doing the same old, same old. But we can choose. That's the beauty of free will. And as we work towards conscious unity, one of the things we will have to give up is one up, one down. As intuitive, spiritual people, we will have to start living in an equal world. We'll have to create that in our inner world. That's where it starts. So that we can manifest it outwardly. So if you're interested in living with your guides and inspirers and all of the loved ones in spirit, 
if you're interested in the intuitive world, recognise you have a journey. A journey that your guides and inspirers will definitely help you to make. Move out of competition. End the game. And live your life contributing your own beautiful divine masculine and feminine energy interwoven into a balance of equal parts. Thank you.